0: him he watched his neighbor's son and his daughter so much life all the years they held in their hands months running through their fingers i envy them i envy them their infinite time the feeling that an hour is long that winter will never end they disappeared through the door and he turned his face to the sky, lying on his back and looking at the shades of blue. He did that as a kid, and he did it now. Skies are always made of more than one blue. He had a good life back then, as a child. His father was a career officer, a captain, a field officer with the potential for a career to be embroidered on his shoulder. His mother had been a housewife in the apartment he and his brother left each morning and returned home to at night. He never knew what she did in between. Three bedrooms on the third floor of an apartment block. He'd thought about it often, how she would stand those repetitive days. Everything changed when he turned twelve, or the day after to be exact. It was as if Franz had waited until his birthday passed, hadn't wanted to destroy it, as if he knew birthdays were more than just birthdays for his little brother. Knew they were all his longing in one day. Friedrich Stephenson stood up, brushed the grass from his shirt and shorts. He thought about Franz a lot, more now than ever. One day... He was just gone, his bed made and empty, their conversations over. France had hugged him that morning for a long time, longer than he usually did, hugged him and said goodbye, and went to Stringness station, and took the train an hour into Stockholm. When he arrived, he continued on towards the subway, bought a ticket and sat down in a subway car on the green line, south towards Farsta. At Mjödborja Platsen, he'd stepped off, jumped down from the platform, and slowly walked along the rails in the tunnel towards Skanstol. Six minutes later, a subway driver saw a man in the headlights of the train, threw on the brakes, and screamed in panic. "'Agony and terror "'as the first car "'crashed into a fifteen-year-old's body. "'After that, "'they left France's bed untouched. "'The bedspread stretched, "'the red blanket weighing "'on the foot of the bed. "'Frederick didn't know why, then, "'didn't know now, either. "'Maybe they'd left it to welcome France "'if he ever came back. "'For a long time, Frederick had hoped to see his big brother standing in front of him again, hoped it was a big mistake. Mistakes do happen sometimes. It was as if the rest of his family died on the tracks that day, too, in a tunnel between Mirdboria Platzen and Skanstuhl. His mother was no longer waiting at home all day. She never said where she went, just came home after dark, regardless of the season. His father had collapsed. The captain's straight back was bent now. He'd never talked much, but now he was almost mute, and he never hit again. Frederick couldn't remember any more punches. They stood in the doorway again, Marie and David. They were the same height, the height of five-year-old's. He'd forgotten the precise figures, but had received a note with weight and height from her nursery school. They are as tall as they are. He wasn't much for printouts of statistics. Marie still had grass and dirt in her long blonde hair. David's dark hair lay plastered to his forehead and temples. He'd worn the mask inside. Friedrich could see that, and it made him laugh. You two look good. Like me, I suppose. A bath is what we need. Pigs take baths, did you know that? He didn't wait for their response. He put his hands on two.